Somebody give God a praise this morning, amen. If you'll make your way back to your seat, I'm going to make a couple of announcements real quick. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for all the men who's been working on our building every week? Put your hands together for those guys and girls. It may not seem like we're going very fast, but we're moving the, the way that God wants us to move, and we're taking our time, and we're doing it right. Amen? Yesterday, we kind of got rained out. We were going to have these walls opened up this morning, but next week or the week after, we're going to try to make that happen for you guys. Amen? So praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Everybody grab a seat. Grab a seat. Thank you, Jesus, for this place. You can tell where all the people sit now in the very back because it's a little warm up here in the front. But bless you for hanging with us this morning. Let's pray together. We're going to do another song, uh, make a couple of announcements. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord. Father, thank you for what we're doing in this church, Lord. Look forward to youth conference coming up this week. I wish some people would pray with me for these teenagers in this community as they get ready to come to camp, Father. Father, the power of prayer is amazing, Father. I love you, I love you, I love you, and thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, today, come on somebody, today, today we're going to give away a 2009 Honda Fit car right outside. We got some folks that we're going to baptize, and after the baptism, we're going to give away a 2009 Honda Fit automatic air condition. Uh, I was told it may need a little tune-up. Because it's set out here for five or six months. God donated this car to us. It is uh, valued at $11,000. And we've only sold $6,000 worth of tickets. But we want to give applaud for all those who helped us sell the tickets. So listen to me. If you want a chance to win that car, Vicki, where are you at? You need to be up front, Vicki G. Uh, she's going to be up here this morning and... Uh, her and Tabitha, if you want a chance to win this car today, uh, you can get with these girls and get you a ticket. Uh, who's helping you? You got somebody there? Rachel and Todd. So if you want a ticket, if you want a ticket, guys, see these people. Uh, wow, you got a handful of helpers. Hey, this is to pay for some kid to go to camp. Amen. So if you're wanting a ticket, I, I tell you what, let's just uh, let's just let y'all wait in the foyer after church. Does anybody here want a ticket, the chance to win this car? Raise your hand. All right, we got a few that want a ticket. Uh, buy 20 of them. Your odds will increase. <laughs> but Mike bought like 10000 I mean like uh, $1,000 worth of tickets. So see Vicky and all these people right outside the foyer right after church. Sound good? Yeah. We're going to draw outside after the baptism. Get your ticket, guys. $20 win you a $10,000 car. What churches are doing that, amen? Come on, somebody. You say, well, I got a nice car. I got a new car. Well, maybe you could bless somebody that don't have a car with that car. So, uh, so uh, youth conferences this week, this coming week, the 18th through the 20th. So at church, it's only uh, starting Thursday through Saturday. Uh, no adults up here. It's just teenagers having their way with this place. Come on, somebody. So we're going to have a youth conference meeting tonight after church. Tonight after church, we're going to have a youth conference meeting. So if you're, if you're helping in any way, uh, we were going to do it after church. Sorry, Vicky, but I'm a little uh, got home late. And uh, 
<laughs> and I didn't drink that Red Bull. So, uh, uh, so I want you guys to come if you're helping. Uh, make sure you're here for that meeting. Uh, ladies' Bible study is June the 22nd. Come on, ladies, let me hear you. You're too quiet this morning. July 4th is a talent show. July 4th is a talent show. Uh, uh, let me tell you about that talent show real quick. One guy in our church has given $500 as the grand prize. How many watch America's Got Talent? So whatever talent you have, if it's juggling chainsaws, we want to see it. Whatever it is, talent, whatever you got talent, and, and that's going to be July, July the 4th. Uh, we're just trying to do something to get our family together on July 4th. Amen. We're going to pop fireworks that evening. We're going to have food. It's going to be a great day. Amen. And then on July the 25th, we're going to have our first ever, I think it's Conroe's first ever, the city of Conroe's first ever bike night. <laughs> Caney Creek Cowboy Church is partnering with Faith Cycles and the Rex Robar Band, and we're going to have our first biker night every biker in the community believers and non-believers alike are welcome to come we're going to feed we're going to need we're going to need a lot of volunteers because we're going to feed them for free we're going to love on them and then we're going to preach to them that night and plus they're going to get good music and it's just going to be a good atmosphere so biker night is it's going to be an amazing time so we're going to need a lot of help for that and I, and I look forward to that in this church especially after what just took place in waco and I pray that we can find a spot in Waco to go down there and do the same thing and bring those bikers Jesus Christ to. Amen. There's too much ugliness in the world. And some of y'all, listen to me, some of y'all need to stop the own ugliness in your own life. If you're supposed to be a Christian leader, you've got to get the ugliness out of your life. You've got to love people. Let me ask you today, do you love people really? Or only when it's convenient for you to love them? Can you love the unlovable? I just watched my son this week teach me something, you know. I told him before he got on his bull, I said, boy, cross your fingers now. And he just pointed up. I don't live on luck. I live on faith. Amen. 17 years old, trusting God. And then leaving the results up to him. When we open up our hearts to love people, it's not that we cross our fingers and hope they're going to love us back. We open up this church and we set sights on reaching thousands of people to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. We can't cross our fingers and hope that those people are going to always treat us nice and always treat us kind and always have our, our best interest at heart. We just got to love them. And Jesus will show us the way every time. And then it is a great honor after service today to baptize some. And then today we're going to license our youth pastor, Miss Vicki Goldness, to spread the youth ministry around the world. She'll be a licensed member of Caney Creek Cowboy Church today. That is today. And it will give her an opportunity to do certain things with her ministry. And then also today we license Brother Danny Overton as our care pastor. So I know it's hot, I know it's tiresome, I know it's long. We're going to do one more song for you guys, and, and I just want to pray for you right now. Let's stand, let's take up our offering. Our men come take our offering this morning. 
And I want to encourage you guys this morning. Let Jesus have his way with you. Our men come this morning to take our offering. Are they coming? Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Let's pray. Mary, would you pray over our offering this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord, and we just come with open hearts, Lord, and we just want to receive whatever you have for us, Father. Lord, I just pray that you just take away the burdens that we have, Lord, and know that anything we're going through, Lord, that you can handle it, Lord. We can't do it on our own, Lord. We need you. We need your strength, Father. I lift up all those who are sick and shut in and suffering, Lord. Father, I pray that you bless our offering, Lord. Bless the giver and the non-giver alike, Lord. Father, let us just open our hearts to what is actually ours anyway. Nothing is ours. It's yours, Father. And, yes. and we should give back to you tenfold, Father. And, and, Lord, we're just so thankful and we praise you, Lord, in everything that we do. And we are so blessed beyond measure. Father, we just ask that you just be in this service today, Father, and let the Holy Spirit move. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness he humbled himself and he carried the cross love so
Jesus Messiah. Come on, church, sing it with us. Name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for
God this morning. Amen. How about our next level band this morning? Give them a round of applause. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise God. I want to say thank you one for enduring the heat of the summer on a building project, but we're just doing what God's called us to do. One of the things I forgot to make an announcement about was this. Look at this, guys. A guy approached us last week with a ministry that he does for churches, and he put together this, this uh, what do you call it, Mary? Photo album, a church photo album for Caney Creek Cowboy Church that we're going to be doing. It's a member's directory. Uh, it's a member's directory. It, it's kind of a, uh, it, it tells who's in the family, their phone numbers, what they do, and it's got all kinds of cool pictures about us. And he's doing this, and if you want to participate in, in this, and, 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 and if you're a member of this church or your first time here and you're thinking about joining it, uh, we're going to start this at the end of next month, and it's absolutely free to your family if you come. Amen. How cool is that? Absolutely free to your family if you come. So I'm excited about that. I, I forgot to make an announcement. What a ministry. Good to be here. I didn't know if I was going to make it, but God knew I was going to make it. God knows we all going to make it, amen? How many feel like lately you don't feel like you're going to make it? You feel like you've been under an attack. You feel like everywhere you turn, you just feel like you're losing ground. That's a good sign that you're a leader. That's a good sign that other people are looking to you. That's a good sign that God has got a hold of your life because you have a big bullseye on your back now. And the enemy can't stand you. Can I say this to you, all y'all that want to be liked? The enemy hates your guts. We love you here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church, but the devil, I'm not even going to call him the enemy, I'm going to call him the devil. His number one job is to kill, steal, and destroy everything that is good in you. You've come too far to go back. Come on, somebody praise him with me this morning. You've come too far to go back. When God called me and to the ministry, man, I thought my life was going to be great. And it is great. I thought it was going to be easy. It is not easy. Sometimes, Miss Connie gave me this several years ago. Most of my days I feel like Jonah, trapped in a well. Sometimes I feel isolated and alone. 
and nobody understands and nobody cares. A lot of times I run from what God wants me to do. I look brave on the outside, but on the inside I'm shaking like a leaf. A lot of my days, man, I relate to Jonah so much. God loved the people in the Bible, I think of Tarshi or something like that, that he sent his man Jonah to preach to those people. But Jonah didn't want to preach to them because he didn't like them. You know, sometimes when God's called us to be leaders, we got to work beside, work with, and love people that we don't even like. Brother Mark, did you say that with a mouthful? Yes. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Here you have Jonah who, who had, had, had been called by God to be a leader, to be a preacher, to be a prophet, to go to a certain place and talk to a certain people. And Jonah says, I don't like them, so I'm not going to go. Man, let me say this to you. You're either going to do it God's way or you're going to find yourself in the belly of some whale. Now, this literally happened. How many people believe this literally happened? How many of you don't? Don't raise your hand because I don't want to know. You either be to believe the Bible, the whole Bible, the whole truth, or not, don't believe it at all. When God called me to ministry, I thought he was talking to somebody three rows back. Why would God call me? I ain't even educated. I quit the school in the 10th grade. I went to prison. I never amounted to anything in anybody's eyes. But God saw potential in me. And God sees the potential in you. Come on, somebody believe that with me this morning. You say, but Brother Mark, I'm overweight. But Brother Mark, I'm too old. But Brother Mark, I'm too young. But Brother Mark, I, I, I've been on drugs and alcohol a long time. And let me say this. God sees the potential in you. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is when God is putting together a leader, there's a three-step process that God wants to take you through. And I'm going to use the letters D and A, and I'm going to try to, to, to keep this message for at least two or three weeks. Say DNA with me. How many know that we have the Lord's DNA in us? Who believes that today? That's why I'm not a racist. That's why I don't care about color. Because we all have the Lord's DNA in us. Huh? Come on, somebody ought to celebrate that fact, huh? God loves everybody, no matter what color they are, what race they are, where they're from. God came to save them. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that God, God came to save the world. And if you'll believe with all your heart that Jesus is Lord, man, we got to be leaders in this community. I'm going to use letters DNA, say that with me, DNA, to tell you how I know that God has a hand on your life and, and, and all these attacks that you're under right now are because the devil's he's after you. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. But I'm here to tell you this morning, don't throw in the towel. Come on, somebody. You may say this morning, well, I'm not a leader. Every person in this room, I said, Every person in this room is a leader. I said every person in this room is a leader. Look at Brother Carl. Look at Brother Lyle. Look at Sister Linda. Look at Brother Tim at the back door. Look at Cooper in the sound room. 
Every person in this church is a leader. You may say, well, I'm not a leader. Every person in this room is a leader. If you're a parent, you're called to lead your kids. Thank God I've been leading my boys towards the Lord for the last 10 years that he can turn around and help me in my faith. That he can turn around and tell me, Dad, it's in God's hands. If you're a parent, you're a leader. Every person in this room that's a parent, they're a leader. You're responsible for leading your kids. I remember when Dalton was born and Justin was a baby. I was working at Swans. I didn't even know have a relationship with God. But I'll never forget I was knocking on doors and I was out selling food for Swans. And I came to a preacher's house and, and, and we became friends. And, 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 and one week I didn't show up because Dalton was born. The next week I went back to his house to deliver some food. And he said, where you been? I said, man, I had a son. He's, he was born. He's, he's eight pounds and six ounces. He's beautiful. He said, that's your first kiss and no, it's my second kid I got two beautiful boys and I'll never forget it as long as I live he said you're responsible for leading those kids to the Lord you're responsible for leading those kids to the Lord that's powerful you know why because it woke me up Dean I used to say Mary take the kids to church I'm going to a roping Mary take the kids to the church I'm too hungover to get up Mary, take the boys to church. Uh, it's all right. Y'all go. I'll be here. I'll have some steaks on the grill. When we get back, call our buddies up. We'll have a good time. If you're a parent, mom and dad, it's your responsibility to lead your kids to the Lord. If you're a Christian, you're called to lead other Christians. That's why we're licensing Danny and licensing Vicky and we're licensing you this morning as a church. We're licensing you to be a leader. You are a Christian. You are a leader. We went down there to Abilene. We were on a parking lot and there was probably 8,000 horse trailers on there and everybody was partying. Everybody was having a good time. They were boom, 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 boom. I said, man, I thought we was at a country western rodeo, but man, it seemed like Tupac showed up. They were having parties all around us. And, and, and man, we were trying to sleep in that horse trailer, Michelle. And, and, and I said, I'm going to give them to 12 o'clock. And it was, pull, pull. and I started watching the movie. And I looked up. It's 1.30 in the morning. I said, I can't take it no more. I'm a Christian, but I'm a mad Christian. <laughs> I stormed out of my trailer. And I had made friends with the lady in the trailer next to us that morning. And she was a Christian. It's 1.45 in the morning. And the neighbors over here, they're drunk. They're partying. And, and, and I'm mad now. And I sling open that door. And she's about this tall. She slings open her door. She says, are you having trouble with that? I said, I'm having a lot of trouble with that. She said, I'm fixing to go tell them. I said, you go. I'm right behind you. <laughs> she gave him a piece of her mind. We heard no more boom, boom the rest of the week. It was awesome time. We had great fellowship. People from our region were parked here, and we parked with another region. We didn't know these people when we left, uh, when we got there, but when we left, they were family because we're Christian leaders and we're building disciples. And, and that means around the world, Cowboy Church. If you're a Christian, you're called to be a leader. If you're a student, you're called to be a leader. Come on, let me say that to you. If you're a teenager, if you're a young kid in this church, you're called to be a leader. This summer ain't a time for you to go get high. 
This ain't the time for you to go out and get stoned. It's a time for you to cling to the rock. The rock of your salvation, Jesus Christ. It's not a time to do what all the other kids are doing who may look cool on the surface. But let me tell you something. They're probably miserable because they ain't got parents like yours that care about you. Come on, somebody. If you're a student in this church, young or old, you're called to be a leader. I can say this from my heart that most of the people in this church were brought here by their kids. That's why it's so vital for us to get our arena ministry going, to build our basketball courts, to put our volleyball net up. Why? Because these kids, when they get saved, they save their moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, next-door neighbors and friends and family. Children, you're not overlooked in this church. You're a leader. You're a leader. You might not have no say at home, but we're going to give you some say up in here as long as you're saying Jesus. As long as you're telling your friends, go to church. If you're a parent, you're called to be a leader. If you're a Christian, you're called to be a leader. If you're a student, you're called to be a leader. You are not called to be a follower. You are not called to be a follower. You're called to be a leader. There's DNA in you. You're called to be a leader, and we're raising up leaders at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I say we're raising up leaders at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I'll say it again. We're raising up leaders at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. You got some that used to drink running the AA program. You got some that used to drug out here counseling people in the community. We're raising up leaders. You got some that gave their mom and dad so much hell as a kid, now helping other kids stay out of hell. We're raising up leaders in this church. Is anybody getting this? Because y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. There's a leader in all of us. In all of us. DNA. You're called to be a leader, and we're raising up leaders in our youth ministry, in our children's ministry, in our men's and women's groups, in our church, because God has called us to be in leadership. The DNA of a leader, what I'm going to share with you today, is very powerful. And if you'll let it speak to you today, because many of you are in the process right now where God wants to take you. How many are so glad they're in the process of where God wants to take you? God don't want to take you back to where you came from. He wants to move you forward. God's always about progressing. God is always about moving forward. That's why we're in the expansion zone. That's why it makes people uncomfortable when new people come. Because God never wants us to be comfortable. God does not care about us being comfortable. He cares about our character. And you will be test time and time again to get out of your comfort zone. God wants this church out of its comfort zone. The DNA of a leader, what I'm going to share with you today, is very powerful if you let it speak to you today because many are in the process right now of where God wants to take you. D, say D with me. If you're born again, D, the DNA of a leader, D, God don't want you to go back to who you used to be. The DNA of a leader, a Christian leader, they're always fighting. They're always fighting the enemy. They're always fighting leaders. That's why the Bible says to stand firm, put on the whole armor of God, and be ready to fight every day. If you're getting attacked right now, have you been standing on the word? Are you in your Bible? Are you praying? Are you coming to church? Are you getting yourself around other believers? Come on, somebody hear me today. I told the church to wake up. 
Is there any ameners in the house? The DNA of the church and the number one D is to don't quit. Don't quit. If you're born again, God does not want you to go back to your old ways. How can I be sure? Look at 1 Peter 1. Got my Bible? 1 Peter 1, 14. Got my Bible? 1 Peter 1, 14. Don't y'all love it when I'm gone a week and I come back and I'm ready to preach? I love it. Because I love you. I love the Lord. I love to share what he's doing and what he wants to do. 1 Peter 1, verse 14. Got my Bible? Obey God because you are his children. This is my favorite part. Don't slip back into your old ways of doing evil. You don't know any better. You didn't know any better then. The NIV says this, As obedient children, do not conform to evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. How many can say today without reservation that they used to be ignorant? Don't raise your hand. I want to know. You know the places you used to go. You're lucky to be alive today. The things you used to do, the guys and the girls you used to run with are in jail now. You should be in there with them. But God got a hold of you. God saved you. God had a plan for you. So look at me this morning. Don't you quit. The DNA of a Christian leader, when they're getting attacked, they don't throw in the towel. They don't quit. They don't give up. They, they just fight harder. A lot of my fighting is not like this anymore. It's like this. It's on my knees. There's a new movie coming out called The War Room. Oh, man, it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal movie. I got an I a, 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 a invitation to go see it. But it's, a, it's about a lady, a little lady who had a prayer closet. And she took the Bible, and every time one of her family members, every time herself, every time her finances, every time the devil came and tried to attack her, she would go into her prayer closet, and she would find scriptures, and she'd rip them out of the Bible, and she'd paste them on the wall, and she'd just proclaim that God was on her side. Because the Bible said, if God before you, who can be against you? Amen. So don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Don't you quit. Jesus didn't quit you on Calvary. See, you got the DNA of a leader. He could have at any time said, Lord, I'm done. Come, come get me. I want to go home. This is too hard. I'm getting attacked. They're pulling my beard out of my face. They just smashed some crowns of thorns on my head. They nailed my hands and feet to the cross. I want to go home. He never quit us. So the DNA of a Christian leader is we don't quit. Where are the people that should be beside you filling up this room today? We should be hotter than we are right now because I have baptized over 4,000 people. Where are they? They got the DNA of leadership in them, but they've allowed the enemy to run them off. Touch people and say, don't let the enemy run you off. Touch somebody and say, don't let the enemy run you off. 
Shay, take that, man. Oh, sorry. Would you throw that back to Shay? Give that to Shay. Don't you quit, Shay. Don't you quit. You come too far, my brother. Huh? This is counseling from the pulpit. God's got big plans for Shay. God's got big plans for you. And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not. I can't do like Eddie B, but I try. As obedient children, do not confirm the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not ignorant. The end, and this is the one we all get easily, DNA of a leader, the end, we are called to be nice. Sure, everybody in this church is always nice. You're always nice. You're nice at the restaurant. You're nice to your wife. You're nice to your husband. You're nice to your kids. You're always nice, right? You're always nice. You meet complete people, strangers on the street. You're always nice. That's not true. That is not true. We're not always nice. But we are called as the Christian leaders is to love the people in this world and to be nice to people. To smile. Someone told me one time, you never know an impact a smile will have on another person. That person could be going to commit suicide and end their life because they think nobody cares. But your smile, smile at me. Amen. I just, just lit up a room, man. Hallelujah. Now, turn to the person next to you and smile at them because some of them didn't smile. I was in this church. I was in this church right back over there behind Miss Melanie. And it was on a Sunday, and I got in here, and I, my office used to be back here, and I was... I was getting my message prepared for Sunday night service, and, and I got tired, and I got sleepy, and it was in the building process. We didn't have all this stuff on the wall. This is deja vu to me because this is kind of what it looked like when I got here. So we didn't have any of these things on the wall, and, and, and we didn't have the air-conditioned system that we got today. And, and I was in here sleeping, and, and I heard a thunder and a lightning, and I was almost asleep, and I heard a boo-boo. And, I, and it was a pretty sunshiny day, just like now. And I thought to myself, is it raining? Man, I had my shirt off. I had my boots off. I was laid out in the chair. I had a fan on me. I said, I'm going to take me about an hour power now. I'm going to get up. I'll be ready for Sunday night service. And I heard a ba-boom. And I said, what is that? Is it raining? I was tired. I was wore out. I had a lot of things I had on my plate. And I went to the back door and I opened it up. It wasn't glass like it is now. It used to be wood. And I saw a car, Mercedes-Benz, driving down the driveway. And I said, man, who is that? It's not raining. Who is that? What do they want? And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, I woke you up. He said, I woke you up. So whoever was coming down the driveway was important enough to the Lord that he woke me up. So, man, I rushed in, and I rushed over, and I put my shirt on, and I don't even think I put my shoes on, to tell you the truth. I walked out there, and they pulled right up to the church. And I walked over to the car, and I said, can I help you? 
and I put a big smile on my face. That was one of them fake smiles. But to that person, it was a real smile. To that person, it was a lasting impression. To me, it changed the way I did business. The next thing the lady in the car said to me changed my whole world for the rest of my life. And and she said, I said, how can I help you? She looked at me and she said, I've been driving around all day looking for a place to commit suicide. And God brought me here. And I said, why would you want to do a foolish thing like that? God's got something great for you. And she got out of the car. And we sat on that concrete slab out there. And we prayed together and we talked and we laughed. And I found out what was really going on. She felt like nobody loved her. I put my arms around her and I told her I loved her. I told her God loved her. I led her to the Lord. I gave her a Bible. She joined this church. She was in this church for a year, and God called her out of this church, and she went to another church in Conroe where she's leading a Sunday school class today. God put her family back together. God put her husband on fire for God. And it all started with this. A smile. Even when I didn't want to. There will be days when it feels like we're just pressed against and you're behind and somebody will show up at your house. Somebody will show up at your job. Somebody will show up in your life. Will you be a Christian leader at that time? Or will you be a person that rejects God in that opportunity? The DNA of a Christian leader, they're always ready. Even when they don't want to be. To be nice. Well, where's that found in the Bible, Brother Mark? Look at Ephesians 4. Got my Bible? Turn with me real quick. We're not done yet. What if they spit on you? Be nice. What if they slap you? Turn the other cheek. What if they steal from you? Pray for them. The DNA of a Christian, number one D, is... Don't go back to your old ways and now get the handle on being nice to everybody. Ephesians 4.31 says this. Got my Bible? Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and slander be put away from you along with malice. And this is where the Lord talks to us this morning. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Say tender hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave who? Who? Say it again. As God in Christ forgave you. Why are you going to be mean to somebody? Why are you going to hold it over your sister's head or your brother's head or, or, or that guy that did something to you in the eighth grade? You can't even let it go. I'll tell you something with God. He'll bring that guy to your church and set him right next to you to put you under a test to see if you are going to be a leader that he's called you to be. A. DNA. Say DNA. A. To be a Christian leader, God wants the A is action. Action. Say that with me. Action. Say it with me. Action. God wants us as leaders to do something. Can I say this to you this morning? 
There's no way I can sit back and do nothing. There's no way with what God has done for you that you can sit back and do nothing. And do nothing. Give nothing. Give nothing of your time. Nothing of your talents. Nothing of your treasures. He owns it all. <laughs> the little girl that was beside us in the horse trailer, the little Spitfire girl, my family now, she's good people. We love her. Her name's Elise. She, she's running barrels professionally. She said she started worshiping that barrel horse. She started worshiping rodeo. She started going. She, she'd pray before her run, but if she didn't get good, she, she'd get mad at God and get mad at everybody. And, and, and to be honest, she just told me, she said, I was hell to live with. She said, I was out there doing every day, doing every day, going every day, but I was hell to live with. She said, I gave my heart to the Lord. I think, Mary, I think they just got right with God just a few weeks ago, if you ask me. She said, I vow to put no other God before me. That's what she said. She said, I vowed to put no other God before me and wherever he wants to take me, whatever he wants to do with me, if he puts me in action, if he puts me in the ministry, if he puts me on the back of this horse, if he puts me at this rodeo, I'll do whatever he wants me to do and I'll go wherever he wants me to go and I will say whatever he wants me to say. Man, where were you on work day? Where are you on Sunday night? Where are you when your brother or sister needs a prayer? Where are you when God calls on you? You got to put some action with your faith because the Bible says faith without works is what? Dead. And we see a lot of dead people come to church and leave church. They come in one way and they go out the same way. God wants us to leave changed. My wife's got a saying, Caney Creek Cowboy Church, come as you are, but leave different. The DNA of a Christian leader is, D, they don't, they don't go back to who they were once they gave their heart to Jesus. Number, number two, N, be nice to everyone. And A, action, put something in it. God's got big plans for you. Will you be a leader this morning? Will you let it flow through you this morning? Has his blood dripped off the cross of Calvary? That's called action. As he was nailed to the cross for my sins and your sins, and has his blood dripped off the cross and hit the ground. That's action, my friend. For my sins and for your sins, he gave it all. And he hung his head. He said, it's finished. He hung his head. He said, it is finished. But he didn't say he was finished. And one, two, three. One, two, three. They rolled the stone away. And the Lord wasn't there. The angel said, come and see where he lay. He isn't here. He is risen. Go and tell somebody. Go and tell somebody. So not only did his blood hit the ground for my sins and your sins, he did what he said he was going to do. He did the action part. He rose from the dead. And he lives today. 
He lives today. He lives today. So you ought to come alive. There ought to be something inside of you that wants to dance. There ought to be something inside of you that wants to ride a bull. There ought to be something in you that wants to do something for him. Because he did everything for you. I challenge you. I'm done. I challenge you to get right with God today. I challenge you to get on board with the plan he has for your life. Quit resisting him. Quit being like Jonah. Quit running. I challenge you to listen to him and follow him with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul. Even when you're scared, even when you're confused, even when you feel like you're ready to give up. Shay, I didn't put you on blast because I didn't love you. Put you on blast because I love you. There are those that God sends my way when I'm the weakest, when I'm the most vulnerable, when I'm about ready to run. God sends people to encourage me. Why? Because we all have the same blood running through us. The same blood that he had. That hit the ground for my sins and your sins. Let me ask you this morning. Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? If you died today, would you go to heaven? There's a little bareback rider. I've only met him a couple of times. His name is Brewster. Dustin Brewster. He don't look like much, but he can ride a bareback horse pretty good. He's real skinny and scrawny. About six foot tall, got long legs. He was sitting number one going into this thing. And he come out number five. They only take the top four. Two days prior, he came up to me in, in the little hall there. And he said, Pastor Mark, remember me? I used to come over there and ride bulls at church. Oh, man, I remember you all the time. I see you all the time. He said, yeah. He said, I led my friend to the Lord this week. But I really didn't know what to say to him. So I gave him some scriptures, and I said, I'd like to meet the young man. He said, awesome. Next night, he came to me behind the bucket shoots and said, he accepted Jesus in this personal, into his heart as his personal Lord and Savior. I said, I said, Brewster, you're a bad dude, brother. He said, I got to go get on my horse. I said, go get on your horse, boy. I know you're going to do good. After it was all said and done, and he wound up fifth, he was sitting over in the corner, shaking his head. Couldn't understand why all this had happened. I said, son, maybe you weren't coming down here to be number one on a horse. You were coming down here to lead this other young man to the Lord. And you were willing to do it because nobody else would. What are you willing to do this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your DNA running through all of us this morning. Lord, this, this has been an incredible day. I felt you speak to me as we speak to them today that we don't quit, we don't back up, we don't run. The Bible says put on the breastplate. Put on the helmet, grab your sword, put on your shoes. And stand. Don't run. Don't quit. 
Maybe you drank last night. You don't have to drink tonight. Maybe you got high last night. You don't have to get high tonight. Maybe you cussed and beat your wife or you, you, you hollered and screamed and cussed out of somebody. You don't have to do that today. Today is a new day. Accept Jesus into your heart. Maybe you're here today and you hadn't been nice to nobody in years. Maybe people walk around you. Maybe people avoid you. Maybe you're nice in church and you're not so nice in the world. Today is a day that God's got big plans for you. He's going to help you overcome you because he does me every day. And Lord, let us be a church of action. Let us put in 5,000 seats on this place and serve side by side with other believers to get 6,000 more to come to know you before it's too late for their lives. Lord, if there's anybody here that never asked you to come into their life, pray with me right now. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and I believe that three days later you rose. Come into my life today. I make you my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Maybe there's here in the church that need to rededicate their life to you today. Maybe some of these alphabetical letters, D, N, A, you're saying, I don't want to. No. Anyway, I'll do something else. Listen to me. Rededicate your life to the Lord today. Just say with me, Lord, I rededicate my life to you. I want your will and not my own anymore. I'll follow your ways and not my ways anymore, Lord. I'll trust you like I never have. I won't cross my fingers anymore, Lord. I'll just look up because I know that's where my help comes from. I'll rededicate my life to you today. Lord, lead God and direct us from this point. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.